Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. What is up, entrepreneurs and business owners? Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. We have got such an awesome situation today with not one, but two entrepreneurs. And not only do we have two entrepreneurs sharing with you their entrepreneurial journey and how to get stronger in business today, we're talking about how they become partners. How do we create a partnership when two people are starting to go into business together, starting to figure things out? This is going to be a consulting session on how to build a partnership, how to take two awesome entrepreneurs that are joining forces, building an awesome community and an awesome product One of our guests, she's been on here before. She was one of our first podcast guests when we kicked this thing off years ago. We're so excited to have her back. Friend of mine, we use her business. She's the founder of Athens Pet Center. That led to learning how to grow profitable pet sitting businesses, which led to profitable pet sitter, which led to being a coach and an author, and an entrepreneur, and figuring out how to scale and grow to help other people fulfill their dreams and business, entrepreneurships, and freedom. The next guest, she is a book coach. She helps write books. She's an entrepreneur, a business owner. She now has her own pet sitting business. And so we got all sorts of different collaborations coming together. Melinda Walker, and MJ James, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy Thank you here. so much. We're super All excited. Right. This is super exciting because I think y'all have flipped the tables on me and flipped the script. I use this podcast as free consulting, but you two have figured out how to use this podcast to get free partnership consulting. So you are almost getting asked me the questions of how do we engage in, an, in a partnership structure together what do I know from past businesses and partnerships of my own? What I know from working with clients over the years and building structure and questions around partnerships. And this is such awesome content for our audience. And I, y'all heard me talk about this before. I am one of the very few people that absolutely loves partnerships. I have partners in everything I do. Check this out. I was on a Zoom earlier today and <laughs> I started a new partnership today. Hey, every business today, this happened. Love it. No joke. So I have a friend of mine. Um, I, Sally Holder, y'all, y'all know Sally. I had a zoom with Sally today. Has something been on the schedule for months? Um, Sally had a session Monday with one of her coaches who is also like a, energy person and does some spiritual stuff. And I have been, this is the crazy, it's truly like the craziest thing. I'm, I'm derailing this thing right now, but it's worth it. I promise. Okay. It's one of the craziest things I've ever been a part of today. I've been thinking about wanting to do something with Sally for two weeks, thought about it every day for two weeks. And I've had it defined in my mind, what it looks like, what I want to do, but I just haven't quite figured it out or figured out how to approach her with it. She had a call with her like energy healer coach person on Monday. And she said, Hey, I'm just telling you, like, I'm feeling a lot of Chad energy in the room today. You need to talk to Chad. Wow. No joke. No joke. She's like, but don't call him today. He needs some time to think about it. And so I was like, well, I have a scheduled zoom with him on Wednesday. She's like, perfect. 
we got on that Zoom. I was going to talk to Sally about a partnership idea I had together. She was like, hey, I'm supposed to talk. She said, I was told I was supposed to talk to you about something you've been thinking about. Wow. No joke. Like, I almost threw up in the trash can. <laughs> like, it is the, I don't even buy into that stuff. It is the craziest thing ever. So, that is. Sally and I are in the process as of today, starting a partnership together. So, I love partnerships. I have partners in everything I do. I've had so much success. I love working with different people, with people that bring different strengths together, people that have like minded things they want to do in business. And, it just gives you somebody to celebrate the wins with. It gives you somebody to to plow through the obstacles and the challenges with. It's just super awesome in every way. And there's pros and cons to it. But God, if we're left just by ourselves making decisions in business is so much harder and we screw that up so much more. And so I love what y'all are doing. I love that we're talking about partnerships. But before we go there, how did all this come about? How did the two of you meet? How did How do you have a book? How do you have a pet sitting business? Y'all give me some background. Share some stuff here. Sure. Can I start? Yeah, start. All right. Thanks, partner. You're welcome. I I have had this part of, I've had about 10,000 words sitting on my Google Drive for years. I wanted to take what I learned from my 17 summers, 17 years of pet sitting and help other people create profitable pet sitting businesses because everybody loves animals. They want to spend their day with pets, but they can't quite figure out how to get paid for that well enough to do things like pay off their homes, go on vacation, not work 365 days a year, but service clients all those days. So MJ and I are in a membership together and I'm loving, she's an accountability coach. She's a book coach. I'm like, oh, you do all these great things. I need all of your services. (laughs) And I was telling her about what I had going on. And she was like, okay, send me what you have. Send me this book idea that you have, these 10,000 words. And let me see what I have, what what I'm going to do with that. All right, MJ. What'd you do with that? So, so she sent it to me and I'm reading through it and I'm like, it, it came at a really appropriate time. So I homeschool my children. Um, and it was coming at a time where a lot of the stuff that I do for, for in coaching takes me away from my family, right? It's a lot of time away. It's a lot of time with them not in the room. It's a lot of time of, you know, okay, you guys are going to do, do this thing inside while I do this thing over here to work. And I was really kind of thinking about what the lifestyle our family was creating, and it would be cool if we could do something together. So as I'm thinking these thoughts separate from Melinda sending me this book, I start to read through this book and I'm like, this is awesome. We could do this in like 15 minutes, right? Like I could set this whole thing up. So I'm reading through and I'm going through it and I sit the kids down and my husband down for like family dinner, which we always do. And I'm like, Hey guys, so I'm going through this book and this looks like a really cool idea, you know? And and my two older kids, they're teenagers, 18 and 15. And they were like, Oh, we would love to learn about entrepreneurship. This would be cool to do as a homeschool project. And I was like, done. We're doing this. Let's do it. So I text Melinda that night. I was like, um, so my family's going to start this. And she was like, but I was like, yeah, so no, we're going to start this like now (laughs) I'm in chapter one and we're already going through it. (laughs) It was great. So in her chapter one, she lays out like all these details on how to canvas your neighborhood to find out if it's right, you know, right for the picking. And I was like, Okay, great. So I start doing all my research and then I go to chapter two and I'm editing her stuff as we go through. And at the same time, I have like all of my kids 
inside working on all the different components. And by the end of the week, we were like, name done. You know, Gmail got set up. Our business account was all rolling. I was like, this is amazing. We did this in five days, like five days. It was wonderful. So we start going through all the Google stuff and I'm tweaking her book as we're going. And literally my business became profitable before this, we, before we got our author copies of this book, I was already turning a profit with my pet sitting business. So not amazing. My it's amazing. Mouth, I know. I, I realize this is an audio podcast. Like my mouth is just like stuck open. I am yeah, dumbfounded. Execute, right? If you have any, if you had any idea, if you have a successful book or not, you were batting a hundred percent. I mean, this is like a business <laughs> right. in a box. The yeah, business was started and profitable before she got through the book. Yeah. Yes. But this is amazing. It was great. It was really great. And it was funny because as I was going through it, then I could see where she, so she had 10,000 words that she sent me over and I could see where the questions were, right? Because I was asking those questions like, oh, wait, I need some more information here, more information. So as I'm going through the book and I'm setting this business up, I'm actually answering all the questions that she needs to fill in for the book. So I'm sending her, you need to answer this. You need to write this. You need to. And so she's sending me back words. And by the end of this entire thing, we've got a 20,000 word book now that is literally your business in a box. It is customized to mm -hmm. the customer because yeah. the coach and consultant that's helping <laughs> write the book is the customer. This is the most natural partnership beginning I have right? ever heard of. Oh my God. Now, here we are. When did this process start? What, March? Um, it had. I launched the business in March, so you had to have sent that to me in February. Okay. okay. I had to start looking at it in mid-February. Mm -hmm. So we Less started this year. We oh, yeah. started in February. In the matter of a couple of months, there is a finished book with a cover ready to distribute. There is a profitable business how, I mean, how good are both of you at what you do? You yeah. have produced a book for Melinda that is ready to roll in a matter of a couple months. You have produced a business in a box that is profitable and making money and teaching. A, what is even more exciting is teaching a family entrepreneurship. Yeah. Oh yeah, my I God. Mean, guess what the next book is going to be? Obviously, pet Profit, sitter, pet sitting profitable for homeschoolers. Pet sitter for homeschoolers. <laughs> Oh my God, what a market. I know, so we've got to get this one out into people's hands so we can get the next one written for That's the next right. group. When you do, when the two of you, once we iron out this partnership stuff here on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. when the two of you do this homeschool version of this business course book deal, it is going to be better content than what people learn in college. Oh yeah. You'll That's, learn more about business more and entrepreneurship and you will have something better content-wise than what you learn in business school, I guarantee you. This is super cool. Oh, yeah. my God. This is amazing. I'm excited. I yeah, am all the way. I'm super excited. This is one of the most exciting things I've ever heard come out of the intro to a podcast on the Stronger Business Podcast. Like This is Yay. really cool. All right. But before we get there, before we start all these different series and communities and courses and helping other people start prefer profitable pet sitting businesses through this book and through the support you all are going to give them. We got to build a partnership behind this, right? Because yeah. as of right now, you two are just remotely working together, exchanging ideas and content and things without anything formal in place, without figuring out what to do from here. Right. So 
This is where you get to ask me questions on where to go from here. So what's the first of all to start? What is the goal? Do you two, do you want to, is this going to be a partnership in everything? Is this going to be a partnership in just a specific part of the business or the service or one piece of what you each are doing together that's new? Tell me a little bit about what we're partnering in. I feel like it's a partnership in everything. Yeah, me too. I mean, everything that we've been discussing for the last few months has really kind of led to us saying, you know, this just feels like a natural next progression because our conversations really are very much in sync and where, you know, one is like, I don't know what to do with that. The other one's like, oh, I got this covered. This is what we should do. So I think it's, it's feels like a very natural progression into a full partnership for the profitable pet sitter. All right. I love it. Yeah. So, so you two will be partners in Profitable Pet Sitter and whatever legs that grows into from right. here, whether it's mm-hmm. more books or courses or franchises or communities franchises. or yeah. membership. I, or, we know. talked about franchise. We don't know how to do be. that. All right. I love that. Is the intent right now, before we dive into this, for y'all to be equal partners? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're getting somewhere. We know what we're partnering in and we know what we want as far as percentage wise. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Okay. So... Do you have, do you want me to dive in from here or do you want to ask me questions? You dive in. All right. What questions do you ask? Okay. All right. So here's the awesome thing about partnering up in business. And especially when it's something in somewhat the startup phase like you have now, it is super simple to do. It's way less intimidating. It's something that doesn't require thousands of dollars in attorney's fees. It doesn't require any sort of like really stressful corporate structures. All we have to do is first set up, all right, what type of business is this going to be? You two both have heard me talk enough and you and Melinda, you and I work together. Anything service-based business, no matter what happens from here, we want typically we want it to be an LLC with an S-Corp. Now, There is one caveat to that. With an LLC S-Corp, that would set up a business. It would be the best tax structure and best flexibility for the two of you. You would each own 50% of the business. You would be shareholders of the business. You would share in profit. You would share in decision-making, voting rights if you wanted to, all those things. Super simple. You two would personally own those shares. The only caveat to being an LLC S-Corp is if you each of you wanted your other businesses to own this. There's not really a tax reason for that or a really a reason I would guide you to do that. I would tell you for simplicity purposes and all things, we would set up an LLC S-Corp. You two would be the owners, 50% each. And that takes about two weeks to do. We pay the state of Georgia for the LLC. We do the federal paperwork for the federal ID number and the S-Corp, and you are in business for under $1,000. You set up a bank account from there, and you are truly ready to legitimately roll in the best legitimate structure to protect yourself and for taxes possible. Simple. That's what I want to hear. So that part is super freaking simple. Now, would that, that's where most businesses get to and they take off. And that is where you screw up, not from a business perspective, not from a tax perspective, from a partnership perspective. Now, I'm going to refer to this as a partnership moving forward, even though it's not in tax form, a partnership, we're an escort, but you're still partners and shareholders. 
where most people screw up is they do not internally take the next step. The next step is deciding how we are going to be partners and what this looks like when good things happen and when bad things happen. And that is what's called an operating agreement. An operating agreement, check this out, is just a freaking Word document that the two of you agree to and sign. It doesn't get filed anywhere. It doesn't get need an attorney most of the time in a small business level. You don't do anything with it, but just keep it so the two of you have agreed upon things. And if it's ever needed, you have something to reflect back on. And to be completely honest with you, it's not hardly worth the paper it's written on, whether you do it on yourself, whether I send you a template to do it with, whether you get an attorney to do it, whether you use LegalZoom, it's all just a freaking document. And if something happens, you two are going to have to spend 15 or 20 grand each on attorneys to challenge it and then come to some sort of mediation and agreement anyway. We so, were talking earlier about other ways we may might we may want to go about that. And yep. we decided that um, arm wrestling would be an option mm-hmm. yep. I love this. or yeah. um, possibly a basketball game I love yeah. this. Uh, because we're both under five, four. So we feel like that might be a great way. Nobody's got a leg up in that. We'll yeah. And we're pretty much not sporty either. So no, it feels no, like it's yeah, evenly matched. Yeah. We use <laughs> words like sporty. I mean, all right. Right. But, <laughs> right. All right. So <laughs> if I, if you're right. You're using the word sporty. You're leading me right to the next step of this. The beauty of an operating agreement is it gets to say whatever the hell you want it to. <laughs> it can be what it can look like a bunch of bullet points. It could be a bunch of verbiage. It could be here's how we make decisions. Here's how we do tiebreakers. And I think it's awesome. I think you have a three part tiebreaker where you got to arm wrestle. You got to have a pickup basketball game. And maybe, I don't know, you got to win at limbo or something. I don't really know <laughs> what it is. I like um, it. But I think we can come up with that. But here, here is why it's important to have an operating agreement. And most people get so excited about their business and they get so into it and they get so busy. They don't take the time to do this. And I've seen it bite people in the ass. Mm. This has been the difference in it and having successful partnerships on my side and not having successful partnerships. You iron everything out right now. It just takes a few hours. You say, okay, MJ and Melinda, let's ask these questions in a partnership. All right. Number one. What about the capital to start this? How much do you need and where is it going to come from? Is one person going to bring the money to the table? Are you both going to equally bring money to the table? Does the business even need any money? So the first step is where's capital going to come from? And so you two will discuss that. And one of you may say, hey, I got plenty of extra cash sitting in the bank. I'll handle the capital. You don't worry about that. Um, Once the business is profitable, I'm going to be paid back that capital and it's going to pay me back $1,000 a month, or it's going to pay me back one check in December for 10 grand. You can decide what you want that payback to be, or even if there's a payback. You may say, hey, Melinda, you got to do a heck of a lot more work in the beginning than I do. So I'm going to put in five grand. You're going to do the work. We're going to call it square. Um, Or you can say, you know what? We're going to borrow the money. We're going to go to the bank. We're going to get a line of credit, and then we'll pay the bank back. So first decision is capital. There is no right or wrong answer, but you want to determine where's the money going to come from and how's it going to be paid back if there is a payback. Got it. The second piece to that question, and this is the most important one, that part is easy. The second piece of it is what happens if we need capital in the future. 
what I see more than any other thing in business, and you two are going to be the perfect example of this. Most businesses fail because they grow faster than they can financially keep up. I see more businesses fail because it has too many customers or it's too busy than mm-hmm. I do because of lack. It runs itself out of cash flow. So y'all kick this off. We do this podcast. You do a couple other things. All of a sudden, you have 20,000 books ordered right. or the Homeschool Association orders 45,000 books. Right. Well, guess like what? You, you need a hundred grand to fulfill that order that's due in 30 days. Where the heck is that going to come from? Or maybe it's five grand you need to do a course or to build a website or whatever it may be. So you two need to decide when we need capital in the future or if we need capital, how is that going to be handled? Because that 100%, if this is, is successful, will happen and will come up. Even if you're profitable, all through everything you do, there's going to be seasons. You get this in pet sitting. Certain times are busier than others. Certain sure. times take more money than others. Certain bills fall at certain times. Sometimes mm-hmm. payroll falls on Friday and I don't get checks from clients till Monday. You got to figure out how to navigate those waters in business. And so the capital question comes in when you need money in the future, where's it going to come from? How are the two of you going to treat that? And how is the business going to survive through those times? Got it. You talk Got it. about it. You lay that out. Now, now's the fun part. Okay. What are we going to do with the profits? Oh, yes. Okay. That's so, a good time. Yeah, that's right. That's now we're, we're talking about profitable pet sitter. We're talking about a profitable partnership here. What are we going to do with the profits? Meaning, when are we going to take money out and how are we going to take this out? This, this has been the biggest thing I've learned in partnerships and a special rule I made in my younger days, I did not ask this question. I did not see this coming. I saw people that were awesome at what they do. And I said, hey, I'm good at building businesses. You are awesome at this skill or trade. Let's partner and let's build a business. Well, most of the people I brought in to do that, they needed money out of the business immediately. So we, I failed to identify they need money out every two weeks to pay their bills. I didn't have a, a business model that would survive pulling money out from the beginning every two weeks. Yeah. I had a six-month runway. I had another job. I had places my bills were getting paid out of. So when I had partnerships where money had to come out immediately, it caused a lot of problems in the partnership and it set the business up for failure. So the two of you need to talk about when are profits going to come out? Do we need profits to come out in the beginning from month one? If you do, that's fine. You just got to plan on more capital coming in so money can come out faster. Ideally, you want to set a benchmark to say, you know what? We want to keep a buffer of $10,000 in the checking account at all times. So if we need money or we need a book order, we got some money to do it. Um, if we had to pay for something on the membership platform or what we want to host a retreat or an event, we got the money to put the deposit down on an Airbnb, whatever it may be. So you will just set a benchmark and say, all right, we're not going to take any money out till we build up 10 grand. Once we build up 10 grand, we're going to take everything over that out once a month or once a quarter. Or you know what? We're going to be really conservative we want to do some awesome stuff and we don't really need this money. We want to build something awesome. So we're going to let it, we're going to get to 50 grand. Right. And then we're going to vote 
uh, every quarter on, do we take money out? If we do, how much? And we got to agree on it. And so you two get to iron out what you want the benchmarks to be when you need money to come out and have those conversations because that is the biggest place partners are not on the same page going into it. It's good to know. I wouldn't have I love that. Yeah. Um, that is a huge one. That's something I learned the hard way. And, and I, I actually made a rule for me. I will never go into a partnership any longer or a business any longer with somebody that needs money to come out immediately. Right. Because what I found is the partner that needs the money starts making decisions that are bad for the business mm-hmm. because they have urgent. We're not playing the loan game anymore. They're trying to figure out how to get money out fast instead of build something awesome. Right. And so right. if we're not aligned on that in the beginning, like it ends up not being a good situation for the business. Well, luckily we do both have profitable pet sitting businesses. So hopefully we don't have <laughs> to pull out. Right. Totally I agree. Love <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. Now it comes down to the operation side. So here's the beauty of an operating agreement. And depending on how the two of you want to lay it out, you two can be equal partners. You can be 50-50 or you could be 80-20. Whatever you want to be ownership percentage doesn't have to match voting rights. And voting rights is how decisions get made inside the business. It could be Melinda, hey, you're handling, you're, you're you're the pet sitter person. You get to make all the decisions. Or it could be MJ, hey, you handle the books and coaching. So you get to make all the decisions. One of you could have all the daily operating voting rights. And then it would take both of you to have what's called the super majority rights for the big decisions. Meaning if you wanted to go out and sign up for a newsletter or sign up for Dropbox or spend a hundred dollars or hire a consultant or hire an employee that could be something that just one of you has the voting rights to make that decision, or it could be something that takes both of you, or it could be something that Melinda, you get two votes and MJ, you get one. So you could override her. Or if it's a tie, you got a third party that's a consultant, like let's say me, use me and say, hey, when we can't, we both have equal voting rights and all operating decisions of a certain level. When we don't agree, Chad is the tiebreaker vote. You can lay this out. But you two need to decide together who gets to make the day-to-day operations because a lot of stuff comes up and a lot of decisions get made that you don't necessarily have the time or the desire. You both are both entrepreneurs already. You mm-hmm. both are used to calling the shots to whatever the heck right. you want to. That's right. Yeah. You do not get to do that in a partnership without agreement to do that. So That's, that's what concerns me about partnerships. All right, I'm used so, to doing things the way I want to do them and I don't want to run over MJ and and just think I'm going to get my way. All right. So here's how you navigate that. Here's what I do because I'm the same way. I either want to make all the decisions or honestly, none of the decisions. Seriously, that's exactly how I feel. That's the way I live because I can't play in between. So I'll either, we will identify in the partnerships that I'm in, either I make, I get 100% voting rights on day-to-day operating decisions or my partner does with the exception of anything that cost over $500 or $1,000. So any decision that's, let's say, for, for me, I do it $1,000. For some business owners, I say make it $500. Um, for me or my partner, we can make all the decisions we want to unless that one decision is going to cost us or sign us up for something that's going to be more than $1,000. Then it takes a conversation. 
Got it. Um, It's not that it's, I get a vote at that point. It just means we got to have a conversation and I need to be aware of it and I need to approve it. If you want to go out and buy a $400 camera for business, great. I don't care, whatever. Go do it. I'll find out about it when the credit card bill comes in. If you want to go out and buy a $4,000 camera for the business, we need to have a conversation. (laughs) Um, So those are the things that you want to iron out. And then you have your big decisions, whether to borrow money, whether to hire a full-time employee, whether to fire somebody, whether to bring on another partner, whether to commit to profit sharing with an employee, whether to you know take a bank loan. Those are things that need to be 100% unanimous voting decision between the two of you. So in your little operating agreement, you'll have these are the things that are operating decisions these are the big, like, super majority vote decisions that we have to be unanimous. We both have to agree to. I've never heard of any of this. This is really good information. So yeah. this is the key to a successful partnership. And this is, I have, I, w- I would love to tell you, I was smart enough to know this from the start. And this led to 20 years of successful partnerships. Right. I have learned from the failures and mistakes along the way to figure all this stuff out. That's why you get a mentor. Um, yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's how you, y- y'all are here on a podcast getting right. all this. And we're getting to share it with people, which is super right. awesome. Um. The other thing I like to do in a partnership is go ahead and walk through worst case scenarios. Let's go ahead and play out every, like truly spend an hour or two together playing out everything that could go wrong here. What happens if it's not successful? What happens if our book gets screwed up? What happens if we get sued? What happens if, I don't know. We hire somebody and they try to steal our business. What happens if I have to move to Nantucket and I can't talk to you anymore? What happens if I we don't work good together and I don't want to be your partner anymore? You need to right now when there's no stress, right. there's no emotion, there's no disagreements, iron out what you do on paper in all those worst case scenario obstacle decisions. If you already have it laid out, when something happens, when something takes place, you point to what y'all do. Y'all have already agreed on it. That sounds like the hardest part. It's really not. Surprisingly, when you talk through it, you will already know what decision you want to make because you probably both already thought about it in your own business. But it's pretty simple. Let's say we get into it and this is how I set things up. I say, okay, Melinda, what if this doesn't work for you? Or what if your Athens pet sitter business explodes even more and you just don't have time for this? You're making so much money and so busy over here. This becomes something you can't have the time for. You want out. Well, if that's the case, you already have ironed out. Okay, if I want out, then MJ gets to buy me out for one year's profit. And she gets to pay me out each month for 12 months. Makes it super affordable super easy. When you but, say it like that, that seems doable. But if it's like, okay, we're not getting alone. I don't want out, but MJ like wants to buy me out. Then you say, okay, it's a little more, more expensive that way. Uh, you can buy me out for three years profit. Uh, or let's say I had this happen in a partnership, not with me with a client. I had a client that had a, a contract with one vendor. It was a big, big national company. They were millions of dollars contract. Well, one of the partners got in trouble with some version of sexual harassment on campus at this big contractor. 
the contractor came in and said, we still want to keep our contract with you guys, but he can't be a partner anymore. So we had this built in. If you get forced out or if something happens where you have to get out, then you get bought out at this multiple of profit. Oh. So you have different multiples of buyout, depending on whether you want out, whether the other person wants to buy you out or whether you get forced out for some reason. And so in that situation, it's easy to unravel a partnership or know what your numbers are. You also both will create something on first right of refusal. <clears throat> Let's say MJ wants out and she wants to sell the business and she thinks y'all should sell the business. Y'all have a buyer. You've got first right of refusal to buy her out before okay. it could go to like selling the business or right. another partner coming in. And so you just create those things. Okay. You say, hey, what if, what if we get sued and we don't have any money? Are we closing the business? Are we borrowing money? Are we going to both put in money to fight it? Just go ahead and talk about those things that could happen. We, I don't know. We help somebody start a pet sitting business and they lose somebody's prize chicken. And now they're coming after them and they're coming after us because we taught them how to be a pet sitter. I don't Prize crazy, chickens. Crazy things problems. could happen. Let's say MJ's like, we're crushing it. We got a book tour. We're going all over the country. We need a vehicle. I want to buy a hundred thousand dollar Lexus for a book tour. <laughs> That sounds like MJ. Y'all need to talk about these kind of things. And when, how does that happen? How does those decisions get made? And so you truly just sit down and come up with all these harebrained scenarios mm -hmm. that are probably going to never happen. But if they do, you know exactly how you're going to treat it because you already mapped that out and said what you're going to do in those situations. It needs, I mean, if you're doing a book tour, are you taking MJ's car? Are you taking your car? Are you going to? pay yourself for using that car? Is the business going to fund it? Is it's if you want a $3,000 computer at home, you know, is Athens pet sitter paying for that? Or is part of that being paid by a profitable pet sitter? You just kind of, those are the things that unravel partnerships. Right. So if mm -hmm. you just talk through and iron these things out, it, it's really easy on the front end. And there's, here's the crazy thing that I've learned through partnerships when things go okay or things go about like you expect, it's easy. Partners stay partners. It works really smooth. When things get really successful or really unsuccessful, that's when it comes unglued. Both ends of those spectrums is what causes it to come unglued. Right. So you talk about what happens in both scenarios and you do some projections and you lay it out a perfect, perfect example this is, y'all, I'm telling you, this is going to take off. It's going to be amazing. You may get to a situation where this becomes a company that needs 25 employees and it needs office space and it needs a warehouse. And Melinda, you're like, this is awesome. This is a dream come true. This is the greatest thing I've ever been a part of. And MJ's like, I just wanted a partnership between the two of us. I didn't want to own a $5 million business. I wanted something that was going to make me an extra 30 grand a year. So have those conversations now and know when is the right time to get in or get out for each of them. And that's really right. it. Got it. That's what has made yeah. me not want to move forward is I feel like it's going to be so successful that it would be so much more responsibility, so many more people looking to me. But sharing that responsibility with MJ makes me feel like we can do this. We can help a lot of people. Which yeah. means you need to ask MJ the question of like, what scares you about this? And guess what? If MJ says the same thing, like I'm scared of this, it's going to be too successful. 
and be like, hey, let's let's put some barriers on it. Let's say in year one, we're not going to grow more than this amount. We'll tell people, no, we'll shut it. We'll shut growth down because neither one of us want to own a $10 million business. And that's okay. We want to own a $200,000 business or a million dollar business. Like you to decide now what you want. It can change. You can amend this operating agreement anytime you want to. You can make changes anytime you want to, but go ahead and agree on things like, hey, two days a year, we're going to do a corporate retreat or, or a weekend a year, we're going to go to the Bahamas and have our three-day business meeting. Sounds that may like be us. awesome. Yes. Or they may say, I hate the beach. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Y'all just talk about these things now, lay out what it looks like, lay out what decisions you make. And I promise you, it's just that simple. We set the company up. We set the bank account up. Y'all determine the rules of engagement. You each sign it, save a copy, and we are off to the races for a successful partnership and a successful business. That sounds so easy. It, it is. Sounds it is so easy. It is truly, truly easy when you ask the right questions. And all you got to spend is one day working together to figure that out. And guess what? Here's the million dollar piece of the puzzle. This is worth everything you paid to get here, oh, which is nothing. Everything. If you can't get through these questions and you can't do this in a day, you probably don't need to be partners. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the first thing we say in the first chapter of this book. We give them an assignment (laughs) and say, if you can't do this first assignment, this is not for you. you. (laughs) You can't get on the same page with these decisions of being partners and owning a business together in one day and asking these questions, having these conversations, then... You don't need to be partners. And I think for mm-hmm. us, we probably need to make sure our husbands are on board with it as well, that they kind of have- know what to expect. We have husbands. <laughs> yeah. Children, yeah. people that <laughs> expect our time. <laughs> no, yes. I think that's important for us to include that because I think a large part of, and you know this, a large part of the reason I've built the lifestyle I have is to protect my family lifestyle. But I think you've done that as well with Athens Pet Sitter. A large right. part of that business That's was my whole goal. your family. Yeah. So I think that would be an easy question for us, you and I to answer, but we probably should ask our husbands too. You're right. Yeah. Just let them, let them see. Just let them, right. Yeah. Let's let add sit one, in the room. More, one more piece to this puzzle. Okay. Okay. There's two more things I want to add to this. The next piece is going to be the roles each of you will serve. You need to know what the other's expectation is. Like, okay, Melinda, you're going to handle this, this, and this. And your expectation is to spend two hours a week on this business. MJ, you're going to handle this, this, and this. And your expectation is to spend five hours a month. You need to lay that out because, again, that's where people are on different pages. They're like, oh, Melissa knows. Melissa. <laughs> Melinda, you... You know these pieces of the puzzle, so you're going to run all this. And you may be thinking, I that's I hate doing that more than anything. That's not the role I want. Unless y'all talk about roles, lanes, and time expectation for the first year, you're going to be in trouble partnering. And so once you define that out, you get to the end of the first year and you do it again for the next year. It doesn't always have to be that way. You're not committing to something forever. You're committing to something for a year and an expectation And so you both know what that is. The third piece I will add, which is the next step. If we get through all that and both of you are still on the same page, you need to engage in some sort of strength finders or personality assessment because 
I have learned, this has been extremely valuable to me. I have learned people and different personalities process things differently. I had a business partner that we had to learn just through working together, which later uncovered and made so much sense in like a strength finders or personality assessment. He processes things really slowly. He needs two days. He likes to think about it. He need, he can't give I make decisions like, I mean, almost before the question comes out. Right. I, I would rather make the wrong decision in five seconds than take two days to make the right decision. He needs two days to even think about even coming up with a decision. So I think some version of a personality assessment and learning more about each other and what you need is big because Melinda, you may want to jump on a zoom with MJ and like, Hey, we got this person that wants to do this in Greenville and I'm ready to go and we need five grand. And are you good to put it in today by five? And MJ's like, Oh my God, I can't even like, this is like, put me in a depression. This is like moving way too fast. And if you know, Hey, I need to give MJ two days to make decisions. I need to pitch it all out there. She likes it in email and in writing. She'll think about it. We'll talk about it on Wednesday of next week and we'll make a decision. Those are the things to understand about each other. So after you lay out kind of the lanes and roles, lay out the personality side of how you, what you need, the space you need, the timeline you need to make decisions or to operate and how you like to be communicated with. Like, oh, I do everything in person. You may be like, God almighty, I got to drive to Savannah every time we got to make a decision or you both may be good with email. So I think that's, that is the last piece of the puzzle and the parts that I have learned to tack on to it over the years of doing business with different partners and different people. That's great advice. Yeah, I love that. That's All right, awesome. y'all, y'all get to ask questions from here. Sounds like we need to go to the lake and iron all this out. It does. Yeah, that's. It seems like that's the appropriate place to figure this all out too. I don't I like the idea also of dumping our bigger decisions on Chad. I really do. I actually wrote that down as yeah. one of the notes to go I in our operating sure agreement. Just agree to do it anytime we want at any hour. That's I what am I heard. Here for it. I cannot tell you how much more I love making decisions with other people's businesses and other people's <laughs> money than my own. Like I get super confident and like really quick in my decisions. So this is right awesome. Spend my money, do it. <laughs> if it works, I take credit. If it don't, y'all sucked and implement it. So you know, it's a, it's, it's a win I for me it. either way. This and I don't awesome. know why y'all are thinking so small. Lake, I think y'all need to plan a trip. Like, I don't know. I mean, I find a lot of clarity, like when I'm in Paris and I'm making decisions about business. You know? <laughs> I'm going to Italy in October. Ooh, look at that. By the way, she I've is. also made a decision that you're going to fill in for me at the community that that week, those two weeks that I'm gone. I don't even know what that means, but I'm in. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> good job. That, can, that proves that you're happily married. You just, just you can go along. You could just do I'm what in. you're called. Count me in. Yep. You're going to give tax advice to all of our profitable visitors. All, all I know is you're about Perfect. to take care of my animals for about three weeks while I go to the beach. And so whatever you need. Whatever you want. For. That's right. This I like it. That's right. awesome. When you have keys to someone's home, you can you can get your way. That's very, very true. It's so true. All right. Ask me I partnership you, questions. You answered most of our questions. Um, that is questions that we did, needed to discuss, discuss up front. We have paperwork, so we know what to put in place. Our bank account doesn't matter where we put that. Um, you answered the LLT question. Oh, so here's a question for you. And maybe you'll know this and maybe you won't. But because a large part of what we do is creative and there's a lot of intellectual property involved with her business model and then me just 
making it into bigger words and bigger paragraphs. Where do we need to have something in place that protects that intellectual property for us both from others? Do you know that? In my opinion, you do when you've proven it's valuable. Okay. Everybody thinks they have intellectual property. Everybody thinks they have good ideas. Very few people are willing to implement them to a level of success where it matters. Until you hit a million dollars in revenue, I wouldn't spend a single dime energy or effort trying to protect or pay your trademark or do anything. Once you hit a million in revenue, then we can talk. Then we can do some of those things. Um, But until then, I would not spend, I would spend very little money on anything that doesn't drive profit to this structure and partnership. All your money needs to go or all your time and effort needs to go on how to make money. Once you make money, you can figure out how to protect it or how to make things better. But I see so many people spend money on things like trademarks or names or logos or swanky websites that something they may need two or three years down the road. That's exactly what we say in the book. Do it. Get your first sale, get out there and get some practice, learn how to talk to people about your business, and then worry about what color your brand is. 100%. Go walk five five dogs and knock on 10 doors. Right. Then talk about name and color. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and do it for $60 instead of $6,000. You can always make it better and change it when you have the money. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That is literally all the questions we had, Melinda. Everything. Wait, what have you thought about? I don't do any of the thinking. That's MJ's job. <laughs> I've already ro- I've already gotten all the roles prepared. All right. So I'm we sit here and look pretty. So we're gonna do all the hard work. So we just had a crash course on <laughs> how to be partners. And when I say partners, that means own a business together. In this mm-hmm. case, an escort with shares. You all are 50-50. That makes it super easy. That doesn't mean everything has to be 50-50. You get to decide along the way, no matter what we were doing or what we were structuring, this would be how I would approach it. You hit on something that's extremely important that I didn't think of. And that was talk to, or maybe it was MJ, it was your side. Talk to your families, talk to your spouses, get them involved, make sure you have their support, make sure they know what's going on. I think that's pretty important. Make sure they know, hey, I got to go spend time with MJ once a quarter. You know, I'm going to be gone, but it's worth it. Here's what we're building. Here's why it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I think you do that. And I think you two, oh, I suck at this. I'm going to tell you what to do. That doesn't, I don't necessarily practice what I preach here. You two need to put a reoccurring owner's meeting on the calendar mm. probably every week. Um I don't do that. Yeah. I got business partners I work in the same office with. We don't talk about our business as owners sometimes for a month at a time. We see each other every day and that's not being a good partner, a good business owner. I have a partnership with my husband and I don't talk to him about the business every week and we live together. Yeah, it's kids I, together. I, right. If you truly want to take this thing next level, I think that's a good way to do it, especially with you two being in different cities and you know yeah. working together for the first time. I would... I would encourage that. I think you would enjoy it and it would be very successful for the business. It's something that reminds me I need to do. And so I think that would be really awesome. Are you and Sally going to do this with your new partnership? I pay Sally to meet with her every week anyway. So (laughs) I'd imagine. So so Sally's figured out how we get to partner, do a lot of business together. And I, I pay her to continually meet and do more together. Or it's great. It's a great, good partnership. She's smarter than I am. So it works. (laughs) So I like to surround myself with people like that. Um, Me too. That is truly like, 
everything I've just packaged up 20 years of partnerships on my internal businesses with clients, with things I've helped do and build and be a part of. And that is truly like everything I can think of. Um, Go through the big stuff, go through the successes, go through the exit strategies, ask the questions. You can always change things anytime you want to and put it together, make it simple, make it a word doc and take off to go figure out how to make money together. And I think that's uh, the approach I would recommend. Now, before we wrap this thing up, I want to talk about something you two have done together that almost every entrepreneur I know wants to do, but they never get around to it and they're scared to death of it, me included. How do you write a book? And how did you two figure out, Melinda, how did you find the time and the courage to even put down 10,000 words? Um, Once you had that, MJ, how did you make it into a finished product? For all the rest of us out there who have knowledge, who have experience, who have something we want to share, how do we write a book? I think the first step is to put it off as long as possible and every <laughs> the book as to why you're not going to do it. I literally in 2018, I think maybe 17, I went to Greenville and I started another pet sitting business and mm-hmm. I got it to profitable because I told myself, well, I'll write a book after I prove that it's not just here where I live. It's not just my community, but I actually have a real system in place that actually works. So that gave me a year to put it off and postpone, of yeah, course. which was super. Uh, and then I don't know. I just, I, I don't even want to do this. I felt I have to do this. I have to tell people there's so many comments all over Facebook, all over everywhere. I, I can't make any money. I really love pets. I really, I'm really passionate, but I can't figure out how to do this. How do I get my tri- clients to treat me with respect? How do I have any time to myself? How do I have any freedom? And it just drove me crazy. I, I wanted to share, but I can't respond to everybody on Facebook. So I thought I've got to share this. And I just wrote it down and then I let it sit there. So did you all right, did you write like an hour a week? Did you sit down and write all this in five hours time? What was your approach to even getting words down on paper? I kind of just let it all come out. I think it took uh, about a week and uh, I just so threw you- it all out there. I think that's the way I'd want to do it too. But I also have a million stories from 17 years of pet sitting. So I like to collect those stories and share them. And that, that takes a lot of time and that's really fun. Mm -hmm. I like that part. All right. MJ, how did you take this after years of her sitting on it and (laughs) refusing to do anything with it? How did you turn this into a finished book so quickly? So this is the 16th book that I've had a hand in helping get published. So this is not a new process for me. I'm very familiar with it. I've published my own book. I published it last year. Um, I'm working on the second book that will be coming out hopefully in the fall, although I don't know, Profitable Pet Sitter's taken a lot of time. So maybe not fall, but at some point in the next year. Um, But, you know, it's really, it's something now that I've done for such a long time that it comes pretty easy to me. But if somebody's thinking about writing a book, the advice that I would give them is um, find time to write. And that doesn't actually have to be you sitting at a computer. It can be you in the car hitting your voice memo and talking for 30 minutes and then getting awesome transcription to let it just, you know, type it itself into a little document when you're done. Um, And then sending that to someone that can help you formulate it if you don't want to take the time to do it. Um, there's lots of people out there. There's book coaches, there's editors, there's, you know, just other entrepreneurs that have written that are happy to sit there and be like, you got to get this done and hold your hand and make you do it. Um, 
but it's a really rewarding experience. I think that everybody who has a book, everybody who has knowledge for a specific space, it's kind of like our duty to share that knowledge with the next person who's asking those questions or who's struggling. And so put it down on paper, put it out in the world. I love it. You, you, you have a book sitting right there in just the partnership. Oh, yeah. Just how to create a partnership. You're right. <clears throat> I could turn this whole podcast and give you a 20,000 word book. It'd be easy. What? You have so many. Yeah. You, there's so much. There's so much meat here. Right. And there's then you so tell a story meat. about just your partnerships alone, not even including your clients. And our book is less than 100 pages and you can read it in an hour. And that to me is a goldmine. I do not. I hate these books that are 400 pages and 300 of them are total fluff and worthless. Yep. So you're telling me would right now I could have a book and a course on partnerships and MJ, you all can make that happen. Yes. It's Very just easy. that easy. I mean, yes. it, it's like, yes. e like there seems like so many burdens and obstacles and reasons. To yeah. like, oh, and you I just like make all the excuses. If you'd like, we can oh do that. For I mean, one of our first conversations, Melinda was like, yeah, I should write a book. And every conversation I had with her after that point, I was like, when are you writing your book? When are you getting your book done? When are you putting so, your book out? What's going on? So I, didn't feel like I already had the book written. I just wouldn't share it yet. And I was like, so share much it with easier me. than you ever thought possible. So much easier. Yeah. Wish you'd have done it years ago. Yeah. I wish instead of going to another state to create another profitable business, I wish I'd have just published the book. Mm -hmm. Who am I trying to prove this to? All right. So you two just gave me some advice and gave me some business consulting. I want to return that favor. I realize we're early in the profitable pet sitter business and the books and stuff, but I have a business idea through some new life changes that I think you should consider. Mm -hmm. Melinda? Y'all have been so awesome. Y'all gave me and my wife so much freedom and peace of mind by watching our pets. We've got to travel all over the world because of you and your business. Now we have some changes on our side. If you too want to start building out profitable babysitting, then that is the next step in my life of what I need. I need the same pet model, but with a replace dogs and cats with, and ducks for us with a baby. And so if y'all come in and fulfill all those needs where I can just leave everything at home, like I just leave you the key and say, there's, there's ducks, cats, dogs, and babies. You we'll be back on Sunday. Behind in a heart in a million years. And if I was building a business right now, I think that's a good model. I don't think about. You are a pretend client. You're one of those people that say you'd support that. <laughs> if they'll never open their wallet because you're not going to leave that sweet thing behind. You may be right. That may be true. <laughs> all right. This is the time of the podcast where we get to share the max out moment. Goody, goody. This is the place where you get to leave tips, tactics, or tricks, takeaways for our audience. If they don't learn anything else from what we just talked about, if they're like, I don't want a freaking partnership. I don't want to listen to any of this. I need something valuable. You each get a chance to give your max out moment. If they're to take something away, go out and think, do, read, whatever it may be this weekend. What is your max out moment? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Good. My max out moment is even if you don't want a partner, you really need other people on your team. You plus others equals success. You cannot do it alone. You shouldn't have to do it alone. It's way more fun to have success with other people around you. If that's a mentor, a community, 
even your accountant. I mean, it took me years to just call on an accountant. It took me having to get shingles while doing <laughs> I remember my, yeah, I had shingles <laughs> on my face doing my own taxes. And I finally came to Chad with shingles on my face and said, please, please help me because I want to do everything on my own. You can't so much more broken. Fun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> I love that. I could not agree more. Like it's so much harder to do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. It's so much more stressful not to have community or mentors or partners. Like, and you just, it's proven how many multi-million dollar businesses do you know with one person? Right. Exactly. None. You can't right. do it. It's crazy. You yeah. you create a job. You can't build a business with one person. No, I'm not it. into creating no. what a job. Awesome. MJ, the bar set pretty high for Max Out Moments right now. What are, you better bring high. it. What and you I have? totally agree with everything that she said. Um, a million percent, because I know that support from other business owners, support from other entrepreneurs has made my businesses amazing. But the other caveat to that is Miss Shingles with all over my face um, trying to do taxes is people, when they're building these major things, they forget to take care of themselves. And so my max out moment is to inform everyone to find small moments throughout their day to take some self-care time. Five minutes to go outside and feel the grass. Five minutes to feel the wind in your hair. Just a few minutes to sit in the quiet. Find really tiny moments every single day throughout your entire day to take moments to rest. So... I love that so much. Could not agree more. Oh my God. You, I mean, you, you brought it. You, we set the stage (laughs) that you had to bring it and you brought it. There's a reason why we're partners. (laughs) Studies have proven over and over. You cannot work on, you cannot have focused work, making good decisions more than 60 to 90 minute increments. So if you're sitting down trying to grind out work or work eight hours at a time, it, you start making bad decisions. You become unfocused. You become less productive. Taking yes. those breaks, taking care of yourself, taking 15 minutes, taking an hour, having some self-care time, you make better business decisions. You become a better business, a better business owner, and you get stronger. Those are two amazing max out moments. All right. Now, where the heck do we find you at? How do we get the book? How do we build a business in a box? How do we write a book? How do we hire pet sitters? How do we connect with you two? The book comes out on July 4th, which is the 17th, oh yes. the 17th July 4th that my business, Athens Pet Sitter, will be in, in service to pet parents. So that is why I chose that date. Uh, it, it will be on Amazon. It's called Profitable Pet Sitter, Seven Steps to Turn Your Passion for Pets into a Profitable Pet Sitting Business. But if you want to reach out and get in touch with MJ and I before that, just go to ProfitablePetSitter.com. I love it. MJ, where do we find you at? Uh, you can find me over there at ProfitablePetSitter.com. You can also find me at MJGames.com. I love it. This yep. is so awesome. I'm so excited to watch this explode, to be able to have you both on here in the early stages of this venture, of this partnership. It's going to be such a strong business. It's it's going to teach and provide so much value to so many people. Thank you both for being here. Now, all of you go out. You've got two max out moments to take advantage of as you go into this weekend. Go out, get stronger. We'll see you next week. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. 
Have an awesome rest of your day, and we'll see you next week.